humans, welcome back or to the podcast that takes its silliness seriously. The professionally silly podcast where we shoot the shit and discuss a variety of awesome paranormal experiences, true crime stories, and some interesting topics that I find online. It's your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones, a comedian out here just chasing the dream and getting winded, if I'm being honest with you. Shit. <laughs> Coming at you through your listening devices. Hope everyone is doing well and having a uh, having a or had a dope ass day, depending on when you listen to this episode. I'm here to add to that. Hopefully, I'm here to add to your dope day. Okay, so this week I got a new YouTube video up on my professionally silly channel. And uh, y- name sound familiar? Professionally silly? Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, the YouTube channel is very different from the podcast, so make sure you guys check that out. So uh, we, we, we tend to get visually silly over there. And this past week, I shared 13 super dumb tweets, okay? And there are people tweet the stupidest shit. It's so serious. Like, oh my God, it was a very interesting and entertaining episode. And it never amazes me how dumb people really can be. Thank you, internet gods. Thank you for entertaining us 24-7. Let me read you an example of a dumbass tweet. This tweet here says, Why don't women have to ever take DNA tests to see if the baby is theirs? Shake my head. You heard that, right? Okay. (laughs) I don't... I don't really need to go into further detail on that. Listen to this. I'm going to read it again for those of you who are a little slow. Okay. <laughs> Why don't women ever have to take DNA tests to see if the baby is theirs? I shouldn't have to explain that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous is what it is. Can you imagine a woman getting pregnant and wondering, well, I wonder who the mother of this baby is that I'm carrying? Hmm. Now, unless you got like a surrogate situation going on, <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> Good Lord. That whole sentence should never have to be said. It, it just shouldn't. So for more, for more humorous stupidity, check out that video. The link is down below in the show notes for my second YouTube channel called Paranormal Blacktivity. I finally did it. I finally did it. I went back to that haunted ass forest by myself at 3 a.m. And it was my first, it literally was my first 3 a.m. alone challenge in a haunted forest. And when I tell you, I have never been more terrified in my life. Like, I'm almost 99% sure that I've never been more terrified. (laughs) Well, except for that time I fell off a volcano. That that was pretty fucking scary because I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. That's a whole other story. So, <laughs> but I, I was scared. Now that video comes out this Sunday on my new YouTube channel, Paranormal Blacktivity. It's my second YouTube channel. I just started it this past August of 2020. So not a lot of subscribers on there yet. You know, I'm hoping that the channel can grow. There are not a lot of black paranormal investigators out there really isn't I think the only ones that I know of is Ghost Brothers so if you want to see how uh someone who looks like me handles shit like that 
check out my channel. We, we have a lot of fun there. Paranormal Black Activity. It, I'm, I'm sorry, white folk. Y'all gonna have to scoot over and let my black ass have a little piece of that pie. Okay? Y'all don't own the paranormal world no more. All right? <laughs> scooch, scooch. <laughs> okay? But anyways, the links will be down in the show notes. And do me a favor. Click the thumbs up button to support my visual silliness. And also, don't forget to subscribe because that, that actually helps out uh, both my channels. Subscribe to both my channels and uh, make sure you click the thumbs up button, post notifications, all that good stuff, and help your girl stop being so fucking winded. Maybe I can catch one of my damn dreams. Yeah, I'm all over YouTube. I'm on TikTok. I'm here on the podcast. I'm Hey, I- I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> Holy shit. officially the witching hour i guess there's no more putting this off i know a lot of you may not believe in spirits or believe in ghosts i am terrified out of my mind (gasps) the fuck was that Paranormal Blacktivity. That is my new Paranormal Blacktivity 3 a.m. Alone Challenge in the Haunted Forest trailer. So make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. Once again, the link to my Paranormal Blacktivity channel is going to be down in the show notes. So last week, we took back our... We went back to our roots, okay? That's what we did. We went back to our roots and discussed some true crime stories where no one was murdered, nobody died. It was a fun episode. It involves uh, pickles, stolen eggs, masturbating, and a prosthetic leg. So it was um, it was definitely a what the fuck episode. Uh, it really was. Twas quite the episode. It was yes. And um, this week, this week, I thought I'd take you down a dark and creepy road towards some creepy pasta yep yep nothing like creepy ass stories that get you through the day no worries there will be a dash of comedy to help you cope with the crippling anxiety that this episode may give you Uh, (laughs) so if you're easily scared man the fuck up okay well this is gonna be fun (laughs) But before we get into our crippling anxiety, let me remind you guys that uh, if you have any fun, scary, embarrassing, funny, creepy stories or experiences that you want to share, send them in. Email me at itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com. Everything is spelled correctly. I-T-S, the word professionally, the word silly. And at gmail.com. I cover a lot of cool topics here. 
So if you want to join in on the silly or if you have any topic ideas, you can email me at itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com or let me know on the uh, at itsprosilly Twitter or Instagram page or our new Professionally Silly podcast group on Facebook. There's plenty of ways to reach out, plenty of ways to reach out. Make sure you support this podcast by leaving a five-star and written review on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast platform that you're using because it's frizzle. It's free. (laughs) What this does is it helps my podcast be discovered by new listeners. It helps my podcast grow, which I would love so fucking much. It also makes me feel good to know that you guys enjoy what I'm doing and it inspires me to keep it up, you know? And I, I hope that you guys decide to reach out and leave a, leave me a positive review. If you haven't already, please uh, subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss out on the silly every week. And uh, also, every time I say creepypasta, you have to drink. So good luck with that. Creepypasta, creepypasta. Yeah, get out your drinks. We're getting drunk tonight. <laughs> or today. Or this morning, this evening. Whatever. I don't know what time it is for you. <laughs> Let's get to it. Good luck okay on with the show so creepypasta drink Uh, (laughs) what is that okay because it's not spaghetti hiding in the bushes outside your window stalking you nope creepy pastas are that i know i know that was just a joke that just did not leave me alone creepy pastas are horror-related legends that have been shared around the world online, okay? Some are true, some are uh, fictional, and some are inspired by some creepy, terrifying-ass shit that actually happened, okay? That's, yeah, they're pretty much like urban legends, but but online, you know what I mean? Because back in the day, you know, you would, you would, you would share urban legends, you know, by word of mouth when you're at a sleepover or you're camping or you just want to be an asshole and scare your siblings or what have you. <laughs> but now, now with the internet, we can send our creepy pastas and create as many as we want and share as often as we please. Okay. Now, they were usually written and, and uh, shared anonymously and shared so often that it, it's almost impossible to locate the natural origin of these stories, some of them. Now, they can include paranormal stories, zombies, uh, video games, gruesome murders, and famous fictional characters. Maybe some of you have uh, heard of Slenderman. Yeah, that's my puppet's is a creepy pasta and for you you uh, little weirdos out there that that think he's real seek mental guidance immediately okay please slender man is not real <laughs> now there were two teenagers who stabbed their friend uh, like a bunch of fucking times they tried to kill her all to prove to slender all to prove that slender man was real or to get on slender man's good side I, look i don't know the whole story but we might have to touch on that for a true crime episode on this podcast the slender man stabbing yeah so 
Uh, let me know if that's something that you guys would like me to cover. Tweet the podcast at It's Crow Silly or let me know in the Professionally Silly Facebook group. The Professionally Silly Podcast Facebook group. Now, this shit is another reason for me to stay afraid of children and teenagers because, listen, their minds work differently, y'all. That frontal lobe, whatever, that cortex, whatever the fuck, it is not uh, developed all the way. They do stupid shit. They respond with stupid shit, and I don't have time to be near them. They, they're terrifying. So all you parents out there, everybody that's got siblings that are children or teenagers, if you live with children or teenagers, be careful out there, guys, because they're all insane. <laughs> For those of you that are unaware of, uh, of Slenderman, I'll, I'll go ahead and explain that to you. Slenderman is a fictional supernatural character created in 2009. And, uh, that, okay, so that started off as a, Slenderman started off as a creepypasta internet meme, okay? And it was created by this guy named Eric, I think it's, I think it's Knudsen, or Knudsen, I'm, I'm probably saying his name wrong. Is that K-Silent? Whatever it is. Okay, so you Google it. <laughs> I think his forum username was something awful. That's literally what it was called. The two words, something awful. So Slenderman is described as a thin, unnaturally tall as fuck, okay, with, with, with a small, long, white head with no features on its face. He's always wearing a black, thin suit. He, he stalks and abducts people, usually children, and he lives in um, haunted, creepy-ass forests. Yep. So there has been there has been many versions and depictions of Slenderman over the years, but most importantly, not real. Okay, not real. Let it go. <laughs> it said that um, that the chain letter or chain mail was sort of the first type of cre- of creepy pasta. I remember when I was in middle school, my dumbass friends would share around this letter that they would share letters and send them to each other that said something like if you don't give this note to someone else you'll die in a week or some dumb shit like that and the funny part was I believed them a hundred percent I was just too lazy to give it to somebody else I was like this is too much I already have lots of homework I'm not doing this shit okay (laughs) I guess I'll be greeting death with open arms you know what I'm saying but that shit usually ended with me. If you hand me a chain letter, it's not going to go past me. It's so don't hand, don't don't give it to me. <laughs> sorry about it. Sorry not sorry. <laughs> okay. Now, that 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 did that did uh they did the same thing with emails too. If you don't forward this to 10 people in 72 hours, you will lose all your money. You will never find love or success or shit like that, right? Well, jokes on you. I'm already broke, lonely, and unsuccessful. So, you you can't you can't threaten me with my actual life. What kind of fuck shit is that? <laughs> Plus, why would I want to mess up someone else's situation, especially if they believe in that stupid shit? Hopefully, they know, okay, that you don't need a chain letter to fuck your shit up. That's that's what exes are for. Duh. I don't need no damn chain letter. <laughs> 
Anywho, nowadays, creepypasta writers share their identity uh, with their stories. They want to be known, and they don't like if you share their stories and don't let people know who wrote it. They see it as intellectual theft to creepy to the creepypasta community. So, thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, so, let's go ahead and get into these creepy pastas. Hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I really could go for some pasta right now. I really could. Are you guys drinking when I say creepy pasta? We have to do the honor system because I can't see you. You bet. You better be drinking. Goodness. Okay, so this first story is just. <sighs> Let me just go ahead and read it to you. I found it on the lineup. dot com, and it's called instant messaging, and it's. It's a doozy. It reads, It all started the 14th night of March, the night of my parents' 20th wedding anniversary. It was a wonderful sunny day, if memory serves, surprisingly warm before the beginning of spring. The beautiful weather was perfect for the atmosphere of the day. Being married for 20 years is obviously a momentous occasion. So my parents had booked the table at our favorite Italian restaurant. Of course, this was a formal occasion, so I had my best suit on. It was about five thirty-three, when I just straight when I was just straightening my tie when my phone went off. I'd received a message. That's strange. I thought that never happens. I checked the message, and it was my mom. And it was quite a jumble of numbers and letters, but through the vocabulary stew, I could make out the legible phrase, "Please help me." It should go without saying that this worried me greatly, so I immediately re- replied, "Are you okay?" Just as instantly, I got another text that read, "Oops, pocket text." I signed. I sighed with relief that I had. And I continued to prepare myself. Now, okay, let me just pause. I can't tell you how many pocket texts and dials I get. My name starts with an A. So people contact me accidentally all the time. Also, how comes when your ass calls someone on accident, they don't call it a booty call? I mean, technically, that's what it is. Okay, they, they like to call it butt dial, pocket dial, whatever. And yes, I'm aware of what a booty call is. I just haven't had one of those in a long time. So my overly single ass wants to change the definition of it so I can be less bitter. I don't know. <laughs> Leave me alone. Let's get back to the story. But it's now called booty call. <laughs> All right. Let me get back to the story. I got another text which which read, oops, pocket text. I sighed with all the relief I had and continued to prepare myself. A few minutes later, I received yet another message, this time from my dad. I checked the text and once again, it was a massive mixture of letters and numbers with the phrase, please help me, concealed within. Creepy, though, this was. My dad was always a joker, so I presumed he was just joking around until I was sent another text saying, oops, pocket text. Now, this sparked panic 
pure, unmistakable panic. Exactly half a minute passed when I received the exact same message from my sister. This could not be coincidental. I, it just couldn't. In a state of sheer anxiety, I started to run to the restaurant. I made it about a quarter of a way there before I was stopped by an officer. Main roads closed, he said. Huge car crash. This was the exact moment I realized just what had happened. I demanded to see the wreckage, a request I'm surprised was allowed. When I got there, it wasn't the, the remnants of the car that caught my eye, not the flames billowing from the destroyed vehicle. No, I was horrified to see the, life, the lifeless corpses of my mother, father, and sister. I asked for the estimated time of their deaths. All three of them were killed instantly by the collision at 5.32. Holy shit. Holy shit. Can you imagine? I mean, okay, most creepypastas are exactly like this. Like, they sound they could be real with the dash of creepy paranormal shit thrown in there. Uh, and the fact that they all died at, at 5.32 and he got those texts at 5.33. Shit. <laughs> and on their 20th wedding anniversary, that just adds to the sadness. Holy shit. And as you guys are aware... Or maybe not because this could be your first time listening to this podcast, but I did an episode called Paranormal Phone Calls back in September of uh, September 2020. Okay. And the entire episode was talking about phone calls made by the dead, phone calls and text messages, pretty much. And it was so interestingly terrifying and beautiful at the same time. So make sure you guys check out that, that episode, Paranormal Phone Calls. This was back in September 2020. Yeah, it's still there. Damn. Okay, so let's get to this next story, shall we? I, um, I want to go ahead and shout out uh, the occultmuseum.com for this next terrifying story called White with Red. And I actually remember this story. Uh, I think I saw like a YouTube video about it a few years ago. And... Um, I gotta be honest with you though, the Occult Museum is definitely one of my favorite sites to read through when I'm bored. They got some creepy ass shit on that site. So make sure you guys check out the occultmuseum.com. Uh, let's go ahead and dig into this story called White with Red. A man went to a hotel and walked up to the front desk to check in. The woman at the desk gave him his key and told him that on the way to his room, there was a door with no number that was locked and no one was allowed in there. She explained that it was a storage room and that it was out of bounds. She reminded him of this several times before allowing him upstairs. So he followed the instructions of the woman at the front desk, going straight to his room and going to bed. However, the, ins the insistence of the woman had piqued his curiosity so the next night, he walked down the hall to the door and tried the handle. Sure enough, it was locked. He bent down and looked through the wide keyhole. 
cold air passed through it, chilling his eye. What he saw was a hotel bedroom like his, but in the corner was a woman whose skin was incredibly pale. She was leaning her head against the wall, facing away from the door. He stared in confusion for a while. Was this a celebrity? The owner's daughter? He almost knocked on the door out of curiosity, but decided not to. Pause. Okay, now wait. Wait a damn minute, y'all. Did it just say that he tried to he tried the door handle before he decided not to knock on the door? Oh my god, fucking patriarchy, guys. Men just think they can do whatever the fuck they want, don't they? The lady at the front desk said, the door is locked, leave it alone, don't go over there, several times. And this motherfucker's like, I'm going to go ahead and try the door handle. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going to do. Okay, sorry, that just annoyed me. Unpause. <laughs> Unpause. <laughs> he almost knocked on the door out of curiosity, but decided not to. As he was still looking, the woman turned sharply and he jumped back from the door, hoping she would not suspect that he had been spying on her. He crept away from the door and walked back to his room. The next day, he returned to the door and looked through the wide keyhole. Pause. So this motherfucker went back after he hoped... Okay. Okay. This makes no sense. This dude's a peeping Tom. How is he not? Like, you know that there's a woman in there, but you, you still return to, to, to spy on her? That's some creepy shit. That is some creepy shit. Unpause. I just want to point that out. <laughs> the next day... He returned to the door and looked through the wide peep, the wide peephole, the wide keyhole. This time, all he saw was redness. He couldn't make anything out besides a distinct red color, unmoving. Perhaps the inhabitants of the room knew he was spying the night before and had blocked the keyhole with something red. He felt embarrassed that he had made the woman so uncomfortable and hoped that she had not made a complaint with the woman on the front desk. At this point, he decided to consult her for more information. She sighed and said, Did you look through the keyhole? The man told her that he had, and she said, Well, I might as well tell you the story of what happened in that room. A long time ago, a man murdered his wife in there, and we find that even now, whoever stays there gets very uncomfortable. But these people were not ordinary. They were white all over, except for their eyes, which were red. Now wait just a damn minute. <laughs> so he was looking at the eyes the second time that he looked in the peephole in the keyhole. Holy shit, that is creepy as shit. See, this story right here is why people need to mind their damn business. Okay, Lady at the front desk gave you specific instructions, yet not once, not twice, but three fucking times you decide to 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 spy on this woman, you peeping Tom son of a bitch. I hope that lady stole your soul. I do. <laughs> Mind your own. She gave him 
specific instructions. Listen, don't fuck around with that particular room. Mind your business and enjoy your stay. (laughs) Of course, to some, that means, ooh, let's do the exact opposite. (laughs) Although, okay, I will admit telling someone over and over again not to do something kind of makes you want to do it. You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? Kind of like when your parents told you not to do something and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to do that. <laughs> it does pique the interest. I'll admit that. This is why people need to mind their business. Now, had the lady at the front desk not mentioned the door at all, he wouldn't even thought about it. He would have naturally assumed that it was a storage room because there was no number on the door. So mentioning, listen, when you go to your room, there's a door with no number on it. It's locked. Stay away from it. It's, what? <laughs> Why she bring it up to begin with? <laughs> like, what was the purpose in that? You know what I'm saying? But it does kind of annoy me that this dude decided to look through the keyhole after he already thought he got caught. And he looks at it again. So the very last time he looks at it, all he sees is red, which are what? The eyes. That is some creepy ass shit. Moral of the story uh, do what you're fucking told. <laughs> Don't be a peeping Tom asshole or you could lose your soul. I feel like that all that rhymed. It was an accident. I swear it was. This next one is called The Expressionless. And I found this on the occultmuseum.com site as well. And if you're a doctor or a nurse, I hope you never come across this patient at your place of work. I really do. But if you do, uh, make sure you email me your experience at itsprofessionallysilly at (laughs) gmail.com. And it reads, In June of 1972, A woman appeared in Cedar sinai Hospital in nothing but a white gown covered in blood. Now this in itself should not be too surprising as people often have accidents nearby and come to the nearest hospital for medical attention. But there were two things that caused people who saw her to vomit and flee in terror. Pause. Huge red flag for me. The moment I notice that other people are vomiting just by looking at someone, I'm out. There's no reason to be there anymore. It's time to leave. (laughs) There will be an amber-shaped hole in a wall somewhere because there is a great chance that I panicked and did not have time to locate a door. I will not apologize for it. I will not. (laughs) Unpause. But there were two things that caused people who saw her to vomit and flee in horror. The first being that she wasn't exactly human. She resembled something close to a mannequin, but had the dexterity and fluidity of a normal human being. Her face was as flawless as a mannequin's, devoid of eyebrows and smeared in makeup. From the moment she stepped through the entrance to when she was taken to a hospital room and cleaned up before being prepped for sedation, she was completely calm, expressionless, and motionless. 
the doctors had thought it best to restrain her until the authorities could arrive and she did not protest. They were unable to get any kind of response from her and most staff members felt too uncomfortable to look directly at her for more than a few seconds. But the second member of the staff tried to sedate her. She fought back with extreme force. Two members of staff holding her down as her body rose on the bed with that same blank expression. Pause. I'm sorry. Did this bitch just levitate? No, ma'am. Y'all, y'all can handle this while I, while I head to HR to pick up my last paycheck. Cause y'all got mannequins looking at bitches with no eyebrows, uh, levitating around. I don't have time. <laughs> I, I don't need or want that in my life. Matter of fact, y'all can just mail me my last paycheck. I got to go. <laughs> Fuck that. Why does bitch got no eyebrows? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Unpause. Two members of staff holding her down as her body rose up on the top of the bed with that same blank expression. She turned her emotionless eyes towards the male doctor and did something unusual. She smiled. As she did, the female doctor screamed and let go, let go out of shock. In the woman's mouth were not human teeth, but long, sharp spikes too long for her mouth to close fully without causing any damage the male doctor stared back at her for a moment before asking what the hell are you she cracked her neck down to her shoulder to observe him still smiling pause nope nope <laughs> she did that tilt your tilt your head and smile creepy shit nope <laughs> no plus she has the teeth of a demon no ma'am no ma'am mail me my last paycheck i'm moving out of state out of country i'm out this bitch there's no reason for me to be there ah <laughs> unpause Whew, sorry unpause she cracked her neck down to her shoulder to observe him still smiling there was a long pause the security had been alerted and could be heard coming down the hallway. She stood up and leaned over him, her face coming dangerously close to his. I am God. As she went in, as he went into shock with fear, she calmly walked away. The female doctor named the woman the expressionless. There was never a sighting of her again. See, that is some disrespectful shit. I mean, at least she didn't harm or kill anyone, as far as we know. Bitch did come into the place with blood all over her, so <laughs> somebody probably got fucked up. I don't know. Maybe she ate someone's face. I think she did. She, you know, you know what? She definitely ate someone's face for sure. Someone's ate. Someone's face got bit off. That's that's what happened. <laughs> but but when they. <laughs> But when they said to the doctor, when they said that the doctor actually went into shock with fear, 
was that another way of saying that he shit himself? Because let me say, if there were ever a time it was okay to be an adult and shit on yourself, it's the day you experience that crazy shit. Okay. Oh my God. Could you imagine being her dentist? What the fuck? And he's like, who are you? And she's like, I am God. And that, mm -mm, no, if that's what God looks like, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, uh-uh, <laughs> no. See, I always thought God was a black woman. <laughs> this kind of, this, <laughs> this changes things for me. <laughs> Let's go on to the next story. Holy shit. Man, okay, so... This uh, next one is a short one, but scary nonetheless is called, So I Lost My Phone. Shout out to Pinterest for this creepy ass story. Thank, oh my goodness. So it reads, Last night, a friend rushed me out of the house to catch the opening act at a local bar's music night. After a few drinks, I realized my phone wasn't in my pocket. I checked the table where we were sitting the bar, the bathrooms, and after, no luck, I used my friend's phone to call mine. After two rings, someone answered, gave out a low, raspy giggle, and hung up. They didn't answer again. I eventually gave it up as a lost cause and headed home. I found my phone laying on my nightstand, right where I left it. Oop what in the nope <laughs> see see if that were a movie homeboy would have turned around and the entire audience would have received a jump scare because whoever had their phone was standing right behind him yep the <laughs> the serial killers in the house <laughs> sometimes all you need is a few paragraphs to scare the shit out of you you don't need a full detailed story. Look, okay, that's one of my favorite thing about these creepy these creepy pastas. They're not all super long. Some of them are really short, and you're just like, wow, you. T I just shit on myself after three sentences. <laughs> now I'm not sure if you guys remember the podcast episode I did back in January of 2020, but I did an episode that's called "Horrifying Stories in Five Sentences or Less." Yeah. I recorded it with another podcaster named Cybershots. What's poppin', man? I don't know if you're listening, but what's up, buddy? <laughs> Anyways, that was a fun episode. And it really doesn't take much to scare people. Literally, five sentences or less. And I was just like, nope, I'm not sleeping tonight. People are just really creative when it comes to scaring the shit out of you. It's, it's mind-altering how creative people are when it comes this, to this uh, specific genre of fear and horror. Oh, let's go on to the next story. So, um, this one's called the soldier and Pinterest is hooking us up with another one. Thanks Pinterest. I love that damn app. Uh, once again, it's called The Soldier, and um, it reads, A story is told about a soldier who was finally coming home after having fought in Vietnam. He called his parents from San Francisco. Mom and Dad, I'm coming home, but I, I have a favor to ask. I have a friend I'd like to bring home. 
Sure, they replied. We'd love to meet him. Well, there's something you, you should know, the son continued. He was hurt pretty badly in the fighting. He stepped on a landmine and, and lost an arm and a leg. He has nowhere else to go, and I want him to come live with us. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, son. Maybe we can help him find some somewhere to live. No, Mom, Dad, I want him to live with us. Son, said the father, you don't know what you're asking. Someone with such a handicap would be a terrible burden on us. We have our own lives to live, and we can't let something like this interfere with our lives. I think you should just come home and forget about this guy. He'll find a way to live on his own. At that point, the son hung up the phone. The parents heard nothing more from him. A few days later, they received a call from San Francisco police. Their son had died after falling from a building, they were told. The police believed it was a suicide. The grief-stricken parents flew to San Francisco and were taken to the city morgue to identify the body of their son. They recognized him, but to their horror, they also discovered something that they didn't know. Their son had only one arm and one leg. Okay, now this one, this one definitely hit different, okay? It whew, it was more sad than scary, and my assumption is the young man wanted to know what his family truly thought about how he was coming home. You know, and I honestly think that if the family had known it was him, or at least I hope that if the family knew it was him, they would not have seen him as a burden. They wouldn't have used those words, you know. Sometimes, oh my God, sometimes these creepypastas have morals to them and or hidden messages in them. Damn, that, sh- that shit was deep. Oh, I could not imagine how guilty those parents felt. Oh my goodness. But same time, it's like, why would the son try to trick him like that? Like, that that's... That he handled that wrong, <laughs> but at the same oh, it's like, but at the same time, but at the same time, but at the same time, it's one of those situations to me, for me, anyways. Wow, okay, let's go on to this next story, which is fucking terrifying, by the way. Just warning you. So, last story, and uh, t- turn the lights on for this one, t- turn the lights on. Like, it's okay. Oh, creepypasta. Have you guys been drinking when I said to drink? You know what? Creepypasta, creepypasta. That's at least three right there. Get get to it. Honor system. I expect nothing but just an exuberance of drunken messages on the Professionally Silly podcast group. Okay? I, that's all I expect for the next for the next 24 hours. Just drunken messages. <laughs> So, the, the wow, that for, okay, that last story was just super fucking sad, and I really don't want to end the episode on that note. So this next story is about a father who learns that his daughter can predict the future, and this it's it's quite interesting, I gotta tell you, and uh, it's called Goodbye Daddy, and it reads, a father put his three-year-old daughter to bed, told her a story and listened to her say her prayers. 
which she ended by saying, God bless mommy, God bless daddy, God bless grandma, and goodbye grandpa. The father said, why did you say goodbye grandpa? The, l the little girl said, I don't know daddy, it just seemed like the thing to do. The next day, grandpa died. Father thought it was a strange coincidence. A few months later, the father put the girl to bed and listened to her prayers, which went like this. God bless mommy. God bless daddy. Goodbye, grandma. The next day, the grandmother died. Oh, my God, thought the father. This kid is in contact with the other side. Several weeks later, when the girl was going to bed, the dad heard her say, God bless mommy. Goodbye, daddy. He practically went into shock. He couldn't sleep all night, and he got up at the crack of dawn to go to his office. He was nervous as a cat all day, had lunch sent in, and watched the clock. He figured if he could just, if he could just get by until midnight, he would be okay. He felt safe in the office, so instead of going home at the end of the day, he stayed there drinking coffee, looking at his watch, and jumping at every sound. Finally, midnight arrived. He breathed a sigh of relief and went home. When he got home, his wife said, Well, I've never seen you work so late. What's the matter? He said, I don't want to talk about it. I just spent the worst day of my life. She said, you think you've had a bad day. You'll never believe what happened to me. This morning, the mailman dropped dead on our porch. <laughs> okay, clearly this last story was a joke, but <laughs> it was freaking awesome. And I, I had to share with you guys. I honestly wish I could have seen your fucking faces when you realized the story was a joke. I assume some of you, some of you were annoyed and uh, some of you laughed and some of you didn't even realize it was a joke until I said, until I started laughing like, oh, 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 I get it now. <laughs> but, but it was, it was just a more positive way to end this episode because the story before that was just a lot like the, the, the soldier story. That was a lot. So I just kind of wanted to end it on a silly note. And I think I did. <laughs> so clearly <laughs> the mailman was that child's father. <laughs> Ooh, that cheating bitch. Is <laughs> she over here fucking the mailman? <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. I am hoping that, that you all enjoyed this creepy ass episode and the way I chose to end it. <laughs> it was fun and creepy. It, it, yeah, it was feepy. I was trying to make the word fun and creepy put it together. Yeah, it was fail. Listen, if there's anything that you can take from this podcast, it's mind your own damn business and keep your phone nearby at all times. Do that. Also, maybe don't cheat on your husband with the mailman, you know? Or maybe do. Save his life. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on how you want to do it. Also, bitches, bitches who crack their neck and smile at you might want to wear your face as a mask. 
Okay, that story had just had me super glad that I am not in the medical field and I chose the successful occupation as content creator. Yes, professionally silly life rules, guys. Don't go around bitches who crack their neck and smile at you. That's weird. <laughs> and also, I'm not very successful. So I'm filming, I'm recording this podcast in my closet right now. So just so you guys know. Um, <laughs> if you enjoy these creepypasta stories, let me know on the podcast Twitter at It's Pro Silly, I-T-S-P-R-O, and then the word silly, or in the Professionally Silly pod group on Facebook. I would love to hear your feedback. Also, if you have any stories that you want to share, scary, funny, embarrassing, paranormal, maybe, or maybe you just want to say, hey email me you can also you can send me uh your stories to my email at it's professionally silly at gmail.com once again everything is spelled correctly and is down in the show notes if you want to hit that copy and paste don't forget that you can also leave me a message on the anchor app or my google voice number which is 805-664-1828 leave me a voicemail or text message and i'll put you on the podcast unless you say otherwise but I would love to hear from you guys. I really would. I haven't gotten a voicemail from one of you in so long. Hit a bitch up. What's up? Hit me up. I want to say hey. <laughs> Shout out to the lineup.com, the occultmuseum.com, and Pinterest for these wonderfully terrifying stories. Thank you so much, Internet. Thank you. Also, I want to go ahead and, uh, and thank you guys. Uh, for your support and coming back every week. And if this is your first time listening, I hope I didn't scare you off. And that you return to join us every Friday as we get professionally silly. Yes. Also, guys, don't forget to support your girl by leaving reviews on whichever podcast directory that you're using, especially Apple Podcasts if you've got that. This is super important for my podcast and every podcast that you enjoy. If you are listening to a podcast every week or you listen to one that you really enjoy, do us a favor, go to Apple Podcasts or those other directories and leave us a five-star and written review. Now, let me tell you something. The people who do not like our podcast or do not like our content, they love to let us know. (laughs) whether it's via email, whether it's in the review section of a podcast platform, people love to tell you that they hate you. So it's really nice to get reviews from people, positive reviews saying, Hey, you're doing a good job. I like what you're doing. I like your style, you know, so please uh, support your, your favorite podcasters and YouTubers and let them know that you're enjoying what you're seeing or hearing. It's, it really goes a long fucking way. And not to mention leaving great reviews on Apple Podcasts or other platforms. It is the only way to really help my podcast grow. And I need you guys to help me uh, find some success out there. Okay. <laughs> All this hard work that I'm doing. I, help me out. Leaving a five star and written review on Apple Podcasts uh, slash iTunes really helps your girl make it into the podcast algorithm. And this really helps it to be suggested to new listeners because there are millions of podcasts out there and the only way to 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 be seen or to be recognized is if I get those five star and written reviews so please hook your girl up and support me doing that I know February is over 
but you can still support a black creator. What's up? Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Hey. So this week on my PSC podcast shout out corner, I want to share, I want to share with you a, uh, creeps make pasta, creepy pasta radio. That's the name of the podcast. And on this podcast, you'll be able to explore the urban legends of the internet and get to binge on more creepypasta stories. And it's a, it's a, it's a new take on horror told through the digital word of mouth. So make sure you let them know that the Professionally Silly podcast sent you. Uh, I haven't done a PSC in quite some time because I've been listening to the same podcast for a while. <laughs> but uh, none of my PSCs really need shout outs from my tiny little podcast because a lot of them are doing extraordinarily well. But I do love the podcast that I share with you and I think that you may enjoy them too. So Creeps McPasta, Creepypasta Radio, be sure to subscribe. If you guys are enjoying the Professionally Silly podcast and you want to help out, you can now support my silly content by making monthly donations. Now, this will be very helpful in making the Professionally Silly podcast even better and help move the silly forward. You can now make monthly contributions as low as 99 cents a month, $4.99 or $9.99 a month right here on the Anchor app. And if you have commitment issues or you don't have the Anchor app, there's always PayPal. www.paypal.me slash Amber Smiles Jones. Help me keep the silly flowing. Also, guys, be sure to check out the show notes for some bonus information like my social media stuff. I've got Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and two YouTube channels, the Professionally Silly channel and the Paranormal Black Activity channel. I just posted a fun video on my Professionally Silly channel this past Wednesday, so make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. All that awesome. And uh, I will be posting a new Paranormal Black Activity video this Sunday, along with an additional video on my my first channel, Professionally Silly. So I have a lot of awesomeness going on. Make sure you guys subscribe and check those out. All my personal and podcast social media information is down below in the show notes. You can follow this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at It's Pro Silly. And I post some uh, some things pertaining to this episode. So if you want to take a look at that, uh, feel free to do so. There are also there's also a Facebook group to remind you guys is called the professionally silly podcast group to share your opinions of my older and or newer episodes there or anything else that you want to share post it there it's a fun safe space for people who are into the paranormal and the true crime and they're afraid they're going to be judged by posting the silly things they find other places post it in there okay you're all welcome come on in come on in (laughs) come on in food's warm okay and let's let's have some fun let's get silly also, guys, I've got a P.O. box, so you can snail mail me if you would like to. Uh, Amber Smiles Jones, P.O. Box 533, Lovejoy, Georgia 30250. Once again, everyone, I'm your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. And thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Stay silly, loves. Bye.